down he came from up and in from out and here from there. A long leap, an incandescent fall from magnificent to naked, frail, small, through space between stars into our chill night air, shrunk in infant grace to our damp, cramped, earthy place among all the shivering sheep. And now, after all, there he lies, fast asleep. That's Descent by Lucy Shaw. When Jesus came, he arrived into our midst quietly, without much earthly fanfare, into an ordinary poor family born of a young girl. In fact, it would shock most of us to know how young the mother of God, the Theotokos, actually was. Probably no older than a young high schooler was Mary. Born in a forgettable little town, in an unmemorable place, probably on the outskirts of that forgettable town. Some say Jesus was born in a stable or a barn. Others say it might have been a cave. doesn't really matter. Uh, both places are, are, both are places no parent would choose to birth a baby. But God chose those earthy, unsanitary, dirty, smelly places to cradle his own son's head. He chose to be born like any other baby, agonizing birth pains, grunts and grimaces, blood, water, and all else. Messy and elegant, yet the stuff of miracles nonetheless, like every birth. A birth like any other, and yet a birth without parallel. What kind of God is this? A baby king who descends directly into the wretched mess and muck of our world, born dirt poor and without a proper place to lay his head. When Jesus came, it was not how most thought he would come. But that doesn't mean that his arrival was unannounced. God's sign, his cue to the audience, if you will, the shepherds and the wise men from the east and so on, was glory. <laughs> that was his calling card, and I think it is still the Lord's calling card. Glory. Glory of the heavenly hosts rejoicing. Literally, legions of angels. Think about that. What a sight. What a sight. No wonder the shepherds were absolutely terrified. If one angel is enough to make most human beings hit the deck, which is what happens in the scriptures, imagine legions of angels, this bright light, songs of towering angel warriors, awe, glory, power, just pure and unadulterated. Legions of them bellowing and thundering forth the glory of God. The glory of the Lord shone around them. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Jesus came, but it was not unannounced. Consider the light of that one star, one star resting above the cradle of God's own son, a pinpoint of glory marking God's pleasure over his son, this child, a defiant badge of glory, which beat back the darkness, preaching a simple message. And it is this, I have not abandoned you. I have not abandoned you. Heavenly light on a dark earth. This luminescent beacon that reminded humankind that we weren't permanently exiled by sin. We weren't orphaned. We weren't given over to the world, the flesh, and the devil. Death would no longer be our master. The light shining in the darkness. The light that revealed how lost we were as well. Beyond a rescue of our own making. The glorious light of God revealing the deep shadows, revealing the cracks, the frailty, 
the utter brokenness of our humanity. Now, Isaiah prophesied some version of this. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Jesus came in order to rescue us. Not new news to you. And his rescue, Jesus taking on human flesh, cost him not less than everything. Folks, just because God can do anything doesn't mean it doesn't cost God everything. Jesus left a perfect place, his home in the heavenlies. Trinitarian communion and intimacy that we can scarcely imagine. Scarcely. And he laid aside his full glory and his title. <laughs> and in doing so, he chose submission, he chose lowliness, and he chose dirt under his fingernails. Okay? He left his throne and he got his hands dirty. God is willing to get his hands dirty because of his love for you. Jesus hung up his crown of glory in exchange for a life of poverty, for carpenter's hands, for a wooden cross, for a crown of thorns, and for feet of clay. A long fall from the glories of heaven. And the Father, well, he released his son Jesus and gave him over to the worst this world could offer, which meant he handed him over to the cross. Evidently, in order for us to win, God must choose to lose. When Jesus came... That meant he got small, smaller than we can imagine. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. God chose to be small and vulnerable. God Almighty became a vulnerable, dependent baby. Jesus comes as one of us and is born just like we are, with blood and water and pain. Helpless baby, how far he had to stoop down to become human, to become the least of these, to become the least of the least of these, really. This is God with us. This is God for us. Pitching his tent in literally a world at war. Settling in, setting up shop, and making his home in no man's land. Between the trenches of death and sin, heaven and hell. The Christ child coming to earth is literally, it's spiritual D-Day. <laughs> it's the final beachhead against evil, sin, and death. That Christ child, God's Trojan horse, sent into the world to upset all that Satan had been doing, was doing, and would do. Undoing the brokenness of exiled humanity. Light penetrating, light eradicating, light subduing the darkness, light prevailing. John's gospel says it this way. It was, in him was life, and that life was the light of all humankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, Suspend what you know for a moment and imagine if this incarnation, God taking on human flesh and fully inhabiting the world, imagine if this is God's only act of kindness and solidarity with us all, okay? Take that as it is. Take away Jesus' ministry, take away his suffering and death on the cross, take away his resurrection, ascension, and as best you can, let the incarnation of Jesus stand on its own, okay? If that is all we have, we have much more. If that is all we have, it is still a mystery and a miracle. God's greatest miracle of all. And not just because of the virgin birth. No, God leaves his throne to come here. He chooses to divest himself of his rightful glory. He empties himself in order to choose us. Who does that? <laughs> Much less who does that willingly out of love. Who is this king of glory, once small, once vulnerable, ever humble? 
this God who climbed down to us because we could not climb up to him. We couldn't. The one who brings heaven down to earth, who pursues us to the ends of the earth. Who indeed? Sometimes the way to get your point across is with the story. I present to you the runaway bunny. Now, for those of you who think this is just for the kids, it's not. It's for all of us. I'm going to read it to you. Okay? When I'll show you the art as best I can. Okay? Once there was a little bunny who wanted to run away. He said to his mother, I'm running away. If you run away, said his mother, I will run after you, for you are my little bunny. Little bunny in flight. Okay? There you go. If you run after me, said the little bunny, I will become a fish in a trout stream, and I will swim away from you. If you become a fish in a trout stream, said his mother, I will become a fisherman, and I will fish for you. I'm trying to make my way around, okay? And there's the picture. Okay? All right. Come back here. If you become a fisherman, said the little bunny, I will become a rock on the mountain high above you. Well, if you become a rock on the mountain high above me, said his mother, I will be a mountain climber and I will climb to where you are. So here is the picture. I know. Everybody's going to get a view. I'm going to go over here now. Okay. All right. If you become a mountain climber, said the little bunny, I will be a crocus in a hidden garden. If you become a crocus in a hidden garden, said his mother, I will be a gardener and I will find you. There we go. Got it? Okay. Let's go to the next one. Go over to the west wing over here. <laughs> if you're a gardener and find me, said the little bunny, I will be a bird and I'll fly away from you. If you become a bird and fly away from me, said his mother, I will be a tree that you come home to. Sorry, I'm a bigger book, but you get the point, right? If you become a tree, said the little bunny, I'll become a little sailboat and I will sail away from you. If you become a sailboat and sail away from me, said his mother, I will become the wind and blow you where I want you to go. Here's the visual. Hope you guys have 20 20 vision. <laughs> If you become the wind and blow me, said the little bunny, I will join a circus. I'll fly away from you on a flying trapeze. If you go flying on a flying trapeze, said his mother, I'll be a tightrope walker and I will walk across the air to you. And there we go. Okay. If you become a tightrope walker, you feel like it's going to go on forever, don't you? Uh, if you become a tightrope walker and walk across the air, said the bunny, I will become a little boy and I'll run into a house. If you become a little boy and run into a house, said the mother bunny, I will become your mother and catch you in my arms and hug you. Okay. Here we go. Oh, shucks, said the little bunny. I might just as well stay where I am and be your little bunny. And so he did. <laughs> Have a carrot, said the mother bunny. Have a Run away, bunny. Why am I reading this to you on Christmas Eve? The message of the Old Testament could be rightly summed up in the runaway bunny. 
God would do anything to find us, anything, would become anything to pursue us, and would stop at nothing to bring us back home. <laughs> Jesus came, and as God's everlasting embrace of love, he was that undeniable proof of his pursuit of all of us. Jesus, God with us, Emmanuel, God for us, wonderful counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace. Jesus is the one carrying our redemption in his arms, bearing with him his light and his life. I invite the worship folk to come up as we wrap things up. The message of the Old Testament, rightly summed up in the runaway bunny, God would do anything to find us, anything, become anything to pursue us, stop at nothing to bring us back home. Jesus' coming is all about that. And Jesus was born so that we could be born again. Jesus was born to make us new, right? To save us from deadly sin, to bring us out of exile. St. Athanasius put it this way, he became like us that we might become like him, right? Jesus was born so that we could be born again. He became like us so that we might become like him. Jesus came, but it was not unannounced. And he's here tonight. And I think he's knocking at the door of some of your hearts, announcing his arrival, saying, I'm here. I'm here. Will you open the door? Lest you think this is only a question for someone who doesn't know the Lord, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's a question, a live question for all of us. I'm here, Jesus says. Will you open the door? That is a call for all of us tonight. Will you open the door? Will you let Jesus be your peace? Will you let him be your light, your Lord, bringing his light into the darkness of your life? Will you let Jesus in? Will you make room for him in the end of your heart? Will you open up the manger, which is your life, to receive him, maybe for the first time or maybe anew? Brothers and sisters, let him in. Let him in. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.